0: Hi everybody. This is Cheryl Richardson. Welcome to my facebook live i 'm um, glad to have you here with me and i 'm glad that i'm glad this is working i don 't know if you 've noticed changes with Facebook. Um, I mean I know they changed their algorithm, but I also have noticed that um, something's been funky with the software the mobile software and um, it's been harder to get on and it's also been harder, much, much harder to reach people. So hopefully this Facebook Live will boost up the, uh, the algorithm and allow us to be together and to allow me to reach more people. Um, hi Kimberly, welcome. I'm glad you're here and uh, thank you for the hearts and the thumbs up. That lets me know you can hear me and you can see me. Hi Teresa, welcome and Mary. Um, tonight I'm talking about the Enneagram and i'm really excited to be talking about that it's a it's a tool really kind of a transformational tool that's made a big difference in my life and in the lives of friends and some family members and um and i'm excited to share it with you and also very excited to be leading a retreat with russ hudson who is really the world's one of the, the one of a, f- a few of the world's um leading teachers of the enneagram and not only that um Somebody who is, uh, has just, has a lot of wisdom, sort of. Um, he's just a wisdom teacher, somebody um, I really respect and admire and have um, followed for a very long time. Hi, Donna. Welcome. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad your family is here. Hi, Debbie. I see you're here. And Kathy, uh, welcome. So I'm going to. Um, I'm going to talk about the Enneagram, and then I'll take some questions, but I want to start by just saying, I'll tell you what it is. Let me just start by saying that I'm a student, a very grateful student of the Enneagram. I'm not a teacher. Um, it's a very complex, uh, sophisticated, beautiful uh, i can't even I can't even call it a personality profile because personality is just one aspect of it. It's um, really a, a beautiful wisdom tool, is what I'm going to call it. And it's very, it's something that you can study for lifetimes and still not wrap your arms completely around it. And um, so I'm a grateful student. I look at people like Helen Palmer, Russ Hudson, um, David Daniels, who has since passed away, but these are people who, uh, and Don Riso, who was Russ's partner. Uh, who wrote the book with him, who's also passed away. These are people who have really dedicated their lives to teaching the Enneagram and um, as well as many others. Um, so let me just start by saying I was introduced to the Enneagram 20, 25 years ago by a friend of mine named Ellen Wingard who really understood it and had used it in her own life, had studied it herself and spoke about the Enneagram as if it were this kind of wisdom poetry. And I was really interested. She introduced me to Helen Palmer's work at the time and I had begun to read about it and study about it and, um, and you know was just busy with other things and sort of moved on. And it would be many years later, probably, I don't know, 12 years ago now or so that I would be reintroduced to the Enneagram by Robert Holden, who's also a student and, uh, and a teacher of the Enneagram. And so the Enneagram is really it's a synthesis of several wisdom traditions. Mystical Judaism, Buddhism, Taoism, Christianity, Islam—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a, a synthesis, and it was originally it was a system put together by um, a gentleman a gentleman named Oscar um, Ichazo, who was from Bolivia. And I'm going to include here a link to the history of uh, the Enneagram uh, in the resource section. I'll give you—I'll give you some great resources. In the resource section when we're done here, in this post I mean, um, when we're done here so that you can read more about it. Because it's, it's got a very long and rich history with several different people involved. Uh, I really have used uh, Don Riso and Russ Hudson's book The Wisdom of the Enneagram um, as my primary learning tool. And then there are plenty of other books. There's a book called The Enneagram Made Easy which is a great little book about the Enneagram. and um, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of others the enneagram and spirituality. Richard Rohr has uh, father Richard Rohr has written about the enneagram and I found his work to be incredibly helpful. So, what it is, this is going to be my simple, very simple definition is it's it's a, we'll call it a a personality profile system, or really um, it's a method. Of self-realization, of getting to know yourself on a deeper level, that really captures both the essence of who somebody is, so the essence of who you are on a soul level, so you as a soul, and also the personality, which is often the, the, the identity that gets formed in reaction to the world. So uh, much like you know, many of you have heard of the Myers-Briggs, or you've heard of other personality uh, profile uh, tests. This one is really, it's a system. And um, I, when I revisited it with Robert Holden back, I don't know, 12 years or so ago, I went to uh, Hudson and Riso's book, The Wisdom of the Enneagram. I actually went online to the Enneagram Institute. And again, I'm going to give you these resources. And I took the test and um, discovered that I was a type 2, uh, which is called the helper. No surprise. And I went through and I read the chapters—a very uh, comprehensive chapter on each of the nine types. The Enneagram is a diagram. enneagram is nine. Uh, you know, uh, a, a diagram of nine types. And um, I read about myself as a type two. So there are nine types. There are. I'm trying to figure out how how in depth I want to get here. Let me just say that there are nine types, and three of the types are an instinctual or body type, three of the types are feeling types and three of the types are thinking types. So they're sort of put into three categories in that way. And um, each type, whether you're a 1 or a 5 or a 7 is influenced by the type on either side. So for me as a type 2 I'm influenced by type 1 and by type 3. But primarily my type 2 as the helper when I went through and I read the chapter on the Helper I felt like it really described me. It is stunningly accurate. I know somebody posted a comment that said it was stunningly accurate. It's kind of, it's freaky act accurate. And I've given the, introduced many, many people to the test and when they're ready and if it's something that speaks to them they say the same thing. It feels like it really captures the essence of who we are and also the personality or the sort of ego structure that we present to the world, often as a way, as a form of protection or defense, or in reaction to how we uh, experience the world. So, it's a big deal. <laughs> That's what I want to say. It's I've found it to be a big deal. Now, I'm somebody who reads a lot and has been very interested in my own personal growth my own self realization realizing who i am on a deep level my my true self you know the soul self my personality which we need in order to operate here on planet earth i'm a student of many many traditions and forms and systems and i have to say i was blown away when i took the enneagram test so for me I tested as a Type 2, the helper. And as I said, when I read about it I thought, my gosh, not only does this describe who I am, how I've presented myself to the world, uh, what my childhood was like, and um, but, but it also really, it, it it explained the whole body of work that I had created in my books and in my teaching was all about the very thing that I needed to learn, which was um, a sense of self an inherent sense of self-worth that uh, didn't need that I didn't need to do anything. I didn't need to help anybody or to take care of anybody. in order to receive love or to be worthy of love. I was worthy of love, just as I was. But the personality had been formed. Uh, as the helper in an effort to get the very thing that I believed I wasn't, and that was to be lovable. And each type has their their own basic, uh, I would say their basic need, um, and the personality is sort of formed in reaction to that need. So, it's it's kind of a, um, what do I want to say? Much like I think of time as being multidimensional, the enneagram is multidimensional, and um, what I love about uh, Russ Hudson's work and the book *The Wisdom of the Enneagram* is that it lays out a path of development. So, in other words, it looks at once you determine what your type is by taking a test, and you can take a test online. I'll give you a link to that. You can read about yourself in the book. You can you can actually go to YouTube and watch videos of people who are your type talking about their lives and how the type expresses themselves, how they how the type expresses itself in their life. Um, and then there is this beautiful path of development that shows your type at an unhealthy level, operating out of balance and um, under stress and uh, at, at the effect of the world. Your type at an average level, a sort of somewhat balanced level and at its highest level. Um, and. What that path of development does is nine points to each path of development. What it does is it gives you a roadmap and it shows you that when you're under stress or when you're operating from the personality, from your personality instead of your essence, you behave this way. And when you begin to remember who you really are, which is a soul like we all are, you begin to operate at a higher level. And when you really I would say when you really become objectively aware of the defense mechanisms that you have, of the roles that you take on, of the ways in which you uh, try to manage the world and manage the perception of others. When you become aware of that and you begin to, through a practice of presence and Self-realization, begin to operate from this higher Self, uh, then it shows you, in a lot of ways, what y- I would say what you're here to do. So I'll use two as an example. Um, and for those of you who are helpless, I wouldn't be surprised if many of you were type two. i would I would suspect that a lot of twos would be attracted to my work because it's developed from me the two, right? So, um at a very low level, twos can be manipulative and they can manage the perception of others. and they, I mean, they can work hard to people please. and Take care of people and give to people with an agenda. And when they don't get appreciated for what they give or when they don't uh, you know, just get acknowledged for the pleasing that they do or whatever, they get pretty pissed off. Uh, and they can be bullying and um, just resentful and harsh. And as you move up move up on the path of development and I become aware of, oh wait a minute, I don't have to take care of anybody to be worthy of love. Um, I don't have to please people in order to get my needs met. I can actually learn to get my needs met on my own and to ask for what I want directly and honestly without attachment. Um, I begin to move up on the path of uh, the path of development and suddenly I actually become more self-contained. I become more aware of when I'm um, manipulating or managing the perception of others and I knock it off. And I begin to practice being more present with myself. Instead of being at the effect of others or in reaction to others, I'm able to pull my energy back into myself and to really take a stand for myself and take a stand for my own needs. I recognize that I'm worthy of having my needs met and I do what I need to do to get them met. And really at the highest level the helper becomes very altruistic, um, very loving and empathetic without any attachment to results. So um, it's said that mother teresa was a type 2 where her life was dedicated to service uh without any attachment really her life was dedicated to god and in service of god she was being uh just a, a you know a servant a servant leader to many without any expectation of anything in return that really was just the essence of who she was that's the that's the mother teresa that we've been presented and exposed to I would suspect <laughs> if, if she wasn't to. There were times where she probably got pissed off too and I'm sure people could tell stories about her being demanding, especially for the people that she was serving. So each type goes to another type under stress and goes to another type as a growth point. So this is what I mean about it being very multi-dimensional in the um, in the way that the Enneagram operates. All you really need to think about for now is um, determining what your type is, taking the test and getting a sense of what your own type is. I think that that would be incredibly helpful. You'll know when you take the test and if you go to the Enneagram Institute, which is the link I'm going to give you, you're going to find, um, I think you pay $12 for the long-form t- long test and I would recommend that you do that one. It's going to take you about 40, 45 minutes. You're going to find that it's difficult like with a lot of personality tests or personality systems. You're going to find that you'll read some questions and you'll think, well I can really go both ways. But you want to think in terms of both how you were when you were younger and now. And you really want to just trust your gut and just choose one. The the test is pretty remarkable in that there's a lot of um, safeguards built in. So even though you might answer a question and think I could really go both ways and I'm struggling, just go with your gut and pick one. There are are multiple questions that help to get to, help direct you to the type that you are. You'll get your results. You can read all about your type and the results that you get. And then I strongly recommend you pick up The Wisdom of the Enneagram. It's one of the few books that I keep in my library. I keep a stack of them and I give them out to people all the time. I just picked up five more at the local bookstore today. Uh, And then read the chapter about your type. And it will tell you in that chapter about your childhood, about the way that you operate in the world as a personality. It'll tell you about your essence, how you operate as a soul. It will talk about how you're influenced by each of the wings. It will talk about the type that you go to under stress and where you're headed in in your growth as a growth point, which type that you'll go to. It will talk about A lot of different aspects of who you are and how your type operates in the world. And I think you'll be amazed. Um, I have to say that it was a profound awakening for me when I read about Type 2. I remember I was sitting on my back deck. It was summertime and I was reading reading the Wisdom of the Enneagram, the chapter on Type 2. And I realized that so much of my service at that time had an agenda. Often I wasn't aware of it. And this is the beauty of the Enneagram is it helps you to become aware of often what your unconscious motivations are. It really does promote self-realization. You begin to understand, oh wow, this is this is why I do what I do. This is the agenda that might be hidden underneath. Or this is the defense mechanism or the, the um, the strategy that I used to keep myself safe. Um, I was reading about it, and I, like I said, I realized that so much of my giving was um, was born from uh, feeling like only selfless people of selfless service, uh, like that. It, it was really born from this belief that my. It was born from this belief that was influenced by my upbringing, my religious upbringing, that my whole life needed to be dedicated to being of service to others, even if it were at the expense of myself. And, um, And when I began to study the Enneagram I realized two important things. Number one, if I'm not in service to me first then I'm not operating as a soul here on planet Earth. I'm operating as the personality, Cheryl Richardson. And that's not the best offering to anyone. And it also helped me to realize that um, if I truly wanted to be of service, if I wanted to be of service without attachment, if I wanted to experience the deeply meaningful, fulfilling sense of of loving others, really because that's what it is. I was going to say giving to others. But it's really truly loving others without an agenda. If I wanted that Rich and meaningful experience, which I have had many times, if I wanted more of that in my life then I needed to make my needs a priority first and I needed to be open and upfront about it. And it really sort of sent me on this journey to become more aware of my needs at that time in my life, to get those needs met directly and to also become aware of when I was operating out of a deficit. And feeling like I needed to give in order to get love in return. It's a very, it's a it's a very simple. Uh, I feel like it's a very simplistic way of describing the profound impact it had on me. Uh, it was so much deeper than that, and it's really influenced my life ever since. I am so much more self-aware of when I'm doing things for the wrong reasons, and I am I am more aware of the importance of a practice of presence that connects me with myself as a soul, not the personality that allows me to uh, be less reactive and more present and available to people purely from a place of love. And it will become, it's its a lifelong practice for me. It's a lot of work. It's not something that comes easy um, and it's something that I'm deeply committed to as a type two. I'm committed to loving myself first and foremost uh, and to being as pure an expression of divine love as I can be, in my communication with others, and I got a long way to go. <laughs> Believe me, I got a long way to go. But I know how wonderful it feels to do that, both with myself and with others. So, it's part of the reason why, when I um, when I started talking to Russ a couple of years ago about teaching together, we both wanted to, and we kept. We, our schedules were conflicting. Russ travels all over the world teaching, and he's not as anywhere near as available as I am now. Um, but I knew in my heart that um, I really wanted to bring him and his work, this very beautiful work, to all of you. And I'm thrilled that we were able to find a date, and that he'll be at the self-care retreat in May. I'm also thrilled that it's now open to men and women. I've had we've already had men registering, and that's really wonderful. And um, The other thing that's wonderful about the Enneagram that I'll say and then I'll sort of open it up for questions is um, it really helps you to understand people in a whole new way when you discover the types of your loved ones, if they're interested in discovering their type. Um, When you understand who they are on this deep essence level and on a personality level, it helps you to not take things so personally. My husband, Michael, who also took the test and was fascinated by it, is a Type 5, the investigator, the observer, the hermit scholar. And it just changed our relationship dramatically um, in so many ways. And I'll probably even bring him with me. I mean he'll be at the retreat to do his normal evening of readings. But I'll probably also ask him to spend some time with me talking about how it changed our marriage Uh, It can change friendships, it can change work relationships. It really to me promotes a lot more loving kindness and compassion and understanding. And I promise you that if you are partnered with somebody, for example, if you have a romantic partner or you're married and the both of you take the Enneagram test or if you've got close family members and you all take the test together and you understand each other through the lens of the Enneagram, it will really take your relationships to a much deeper level. Uh, it has for Michael and I and our friendship some of our close friends have um, have taken the test and have really studied their own types and it makes for a really fun conversation too we've had some great conversations about it and uh, anyway so I'm I'm so grateful to be teaching with Russ I knew it was something one of the one of the things that I wanted to do before I left the planet was to be able to share um, both Russ and his work with you and also to co-teach together because he and I spend time together when we're alone and we just have these magical conversations and I often say to him you know Russ we I mean I would say to him we really need to have these conversations in front of people and include people because they're profound and they're important and they're rich and and stimulating and so I'm I'm glad to be able to to share that with all of you. So okay. Um I am I just swiped back to see your questions. Catherine Hayes, thank you so much. Um Katherine Hayes, you'll see her here is is really um a teacher of the enneagram as well and a just a beautiful um a beautiful expression of this work. And um, I suspect, Catherine, I know you're a coach and that you work with people. So if you're interested in learning more about your type or working with somebody, please um, check out Catherine right here. She's commented. As a matter of fact, Catherine, do me a favor, put your website in the comments because I'd love for people to be able to find you. I really love her and her work and um, feel like she has a lot of integrity around the Enneagram and I appreciate that so much. Um, okay, yeah, there you are, Katherine Hayes. So yeah, Katherine, j- just comment with um, your website. That would be great. Thank you so much for that. So let's see if we have any questions about, I'm just going to scroll back here a bit. <clears throat> if we have any questions about um, the Enneagram, um, so Kathy says, I love the Enneagram. I'm tied between the two and the nine. It's not uncommon, Kathy. For two and the nines, the two is the helper, the nine is the peacemaker. My close friend Melissa uh, is a nine and um, we originally thought she was a two until we all got together with Ellen Wingard. I actually had Ellen, my friend Ellen, come to uh, my home and do a workshop for uh, seven or eight of my closest friends. and." Um, I remember that's when, I think it was then when Melissa discovered that in fact she was um, a nine. So I think that, um, you know, some of the basic differences the two is a feeling type, the nine is the instinctive body type. Um, I would recommend, Kathy, I, I don't like to, um, I mean, I'm a student, I'm not a teacher, and I certainly don't type people. I would really recommend, I don't know if you've, Picked up a copy of the wisdom of the Enneagram, but I would read both chapters thoroughly all the way through. And I think in doing so, that would um, help you to determine which one you are. And you also want to think in terms of, depending on how old you are, you want to think about how was I when I was younger? You know, I think as we grow and evolve, um, and bec- especially if we're doing any kind of personal growth work, we become more self aware. And so we become less of the lower, we operate less in the lower. Um, the lower part of the path of development. And so it can be a, it can be a little trickier to determine your type. Also the other thing is, remember I mentioned earlier that each type goes to a type under stress. So as a type 2 I go to 8 which is the CEO, the challenger. And a low level 8 can be a real bully, a tough bitchy, irritable, um, explosive. And if you talk to Michael he would tell you that if I'm overwhelmed, overworked, stressed out, I can be pretty bullying. Not as much as I used to be and I'm so aware of it. So the minute I do it it's like, whoa, take a step back, girl. Um, But because of that when you take the test oftentimes in the top two or three either your growth point or the point you go to, the type you go to under stress also shows up. So it can feel like um, there's a conflict between types. But once again, if you read the full chapter I think it would make, I think it would just really help. Um, help you to understand okay yes yeah, so let's see um, oh hi Adeline I'm, it was great to meet you too in Phoenix and um, I'm glad that you I'm glad you took the Enneagram test I was in Phoenix at changing changing hands bookstore which by the way is an awesome bookstore last Monday night we had a wonderful turnout of people and I talked about waking up in winter and also talked about the Enneagram and I um, and I'm glad to hear that you took the test and I hope it was helpful. So let's see. I'm just looking here for any questions we might have. Hi, Claire and Catherine and Diane. Diane, I'm glad I'm going to see you in York at the, at the retreat. Welcome. I'm glad you'll be there. Yeah, Carolyn says, have read the Enneagram and it's stunningly accurate. Yeah, it really is, right? Um, let's, let's see. Um, so I'm just looking. If you have a question about the enneagram, um, so Shannon says, can you speak to how to figure out what type you are when you have multiple ties? Yeah, I think the, I think the best, the safest answer for me, because. Um, is to is to you might even Shannon read the beginning of the book where it talks about the feeling types, the thinking types and the instinctual or the body types. Sometimes that's the first thing that I look at is, um, you know, am I more of a feeler or a thinker? Um, do I get energy being around people or being on my own? Um, do I have a rich, vivid inner life in my mind that um, I'd rather visit than human beings? Uh, so there's, there's, different, there's different questions you can ask. So in the beginning of the book if you really look at, uh, there's a short version test which you might want to take and then you can, at the beginning of each chapter, each type there are 15 questions and you want to go through and eat. if you have multiple ties I would take the test at the beginning of each of those chapters and notice which one you have the most yeses to and then read that chapter first. And then eventually you'll be able to see, you'll have a good sense of, um, you'll have a good sense of, uh, <laughs> of whether, which type you are. I love it. Lee says go fives. Yes, I love fives, Lee. I have to say, if you ever want to have great dinner conversation with people who are big thinkers, have dinners with fives. <laughs> I love it. Russ Hudson is a five with a four wing, like my husband Michael. When the two of them get together, it's like brothers from another mother. I mean, it's just it's. On so many levels. It's just beautiful to see them together. Um, Yeah. Oh yeah, so Claire says, I know the Enneagram type um, and and the Myers-Briggs types of my husband and my kids, um, (laughs) and she lists them here, can also be very helpful with children. Um, I think what I love about children, knowing types of children as they get older, is it really helps you to be a respectful and loving parent. and there's so much I could say about that, but I won't. Um, yeah, Joel says I experienced the enneagram years ago, and like you, came to be a, recognize myself as a type two helper. Today, I realize just knowing this has caused me to be more, a more balanced person. Yeah, just understanding yourself on this level makes all the difference in the world. Um, let's see. Okay. Thank you, Catherine, for listing your. Um, Okay, thank you, Anne. Yeah, Kathy says, I read it um, a little bit here and there, the book trying to determine between two and a nine. You need to read the chapter from beginning to end. That will make all the difference in the world. Um, So let's see. Yeah, IFS treatment. Anne-Marie says, Internal Family Systems treatment by Richard Schwartz is similar. Yeah, similar and different. Um, I'm a huge fan of um, internal family systems work as well, where we begin to understand the different parts of us that operate in the world, and that actually detract us or, or um, get in the way of us operating from our adult, highest, wise self. And there are very there are a lot of similarities, and um, I think both both internal family systems in the Enneagram work beautifully together. This is what I mean about, I'm such a fan of, I mean I, I'm so passionate about what makes human beings tick. I'm very interested in that. And so this is why I study a lot of these different things. I just found, and I have found, I've done both IFS work in the Enneagram and I found both of them to be incredibly powerful. And I use a lot of both of them in my work with people as well, or in my teaching I should say. I don't work with people individually, but um, uh, But when I'm teaching, I'm always sort of, you know, um, listening through the lens of both. Um, Any insights? uh, Gloria says, Any insights on a three setting healthy boundaries? The beneficiaries of the performer are very unhappy when they are told no to anything. Well, Gloria, you don't have to be a three to piss people off when you tell them no, especially if they're used to hearing yes. And so the three is the achiever. Um, and again, this is just generally speaking because it's very—it's a complex system. Um, I would suspect and as a two who was very influenced by a three-wing in the first half of my life, there was a lot of achieving, a lot of jumping through hoops to take care of people. So especially if you're a three with a two-wing, um, you're probably going to be really a champion for so many, taking care of people at the expense of yourself. Really like performing big time, jumping through hoops. And as a result, we often um, uh, end up with a lot of people around us who expect us to do that. One of the best pieces of advice, Gloria, I heard about dealing with that situation was from my first coach, Thomas Leonard, 25 years ago, because I was really struggling with a similar thing in terms of boundaries. He said to me, Go to the people in your life that you spend the most time with and that you do the most for and let them know that you have now embarked on a program to take good care of yourself, that you're learning to make your own needs a priority. And in doing so you're going to be a lot less, you want to tell them, I'm going to be a lot less available over the next three to six months at least because I want to learn how to take such good care of myself That when I'm giving to you, I'm giving from a place of love instead of guilt or obligation or with an agenda. And so I'm telling you this now so you know it's not personal. It's about me, it's not about you. And so, Gloria, you might want to try that. You might want to, uh, and I suspect, you know, if you and I were talking, I bet I could guess some of the people who are unhappy with you telling them no. This might mean. That you will lose some relationships. I'm sorry to tell you that but it's true. What's the alternative? Living your life for everybody else? I don't think so. So you may want to go to this inner circle of people and just simply say to them, You know what? I've been doing a lot of studying and learning about myself and I realize that I need some time to learn how to take better care of myself so that I stop taking care of others in the hopes of getting their love or their approval or their validation. So I'm going to be focused on that for the next six months. And that means I'm going to be saying no a lot more often than yes. And I just want you to know it up front so you don't think it's about you and that it's personal. It's really about me and learning to give out of love and not guilt or obligation. So Gloria, I'm repeating that. Um, You can go back, notice what time it is. We're 35 minutes or so into this Facebook Live. You can go back, You know, fast forward to about 30 minutes or so. And you can just get this language. The language is often what we need in order to be able able to set boundaries. We think it's courage and there's a certain amount of truth to that. But most of us need the language to say no with grace and love. I say that all the time. I said that on Dr. Oz last week when I was on the show. We need the language and when we have the language to do so in a graceful and loving way it becomes a lot easier. So be sure to just go back and listen, um, Gloria. All right, let's see. Oh good. Yeah Catherine says fives are precious. They really are. Um, Yeah Robert Holden just really understands the Enneagram too and he's been so incredibly helpful to me. Um, He's taught me a lot. Um, Paula says I'm an individualist, which is the type four. It's not easy. Well um, I'll tell you uh, fours, there 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 are parts of every type that aren't easy, as a matter of fact, let me say this um Paula. We are all all nine types in some ways, in a kind of bigger way. I see the Enneagram as this beautiful expression of us as souls and the uh, the multifaceted souls that we are and the multifaceted personalities that that Get formed here on planet earth so it's this so in that regard we all reflect all nine types there are plenty of times during the day where i can think oh my gosh i'm that's such a one thing to do or that's such a five thing to do or there's my six again so afraid and looking for security i mean i just recognize that it's a beautiful system that helps us to understand ourselves in a very holistic way. So each type is challenging, and for the individualist, I love it. Russ Hudson talks about getting lost in the emotional fondue, where fours can just have such a longing for um, to be seen as unique and special, and such a longing, longing for a deeper, um, a, a deeper experience of life. And they can just revisit their past a lot and get stuck in this. Emotional fondue, um, in an effort to feel feel deeply, and um, and I'm a two. I go to four as my growth point, but I can also go to that emotional fondue place where, when I lost Poupon, and I still catch myself now when I'm grieving, I can I can sort of spiral down into remembering his last day of being here and the last two weeks and how painful. And I can just get very, very dramatic about it all. And I have to say to myself, get out of the fondue. Get out of the fondue. Remember the love. There's no point in revisiting those painful details. Just pull yourself up, sweetheart. Look for the sunlight. Um, This is a weather pattern that's just going to move by. You're going to be okay. Um, Anne-Marie, the book is called The Wisdom of the Enneagram and you'll see it. I'll put it in the, the post afterwards. Uh, let's see. Mm. Yeah, Sarah, you'll like the test and you'll see how it coordinates with, um, with uh, the Enneagram as well. The wing is just, when I say the wing, if I'm a type two I'm influenced by the one which is on one side of me like a wing or the, the three which is on the other side. And again, when you read about your type, You'll see what it means to be a two with a one wing versus a two with a three wing, even though we're influenced by both sides. Okay. Um, yes, I will. I'll put I'll put everything you need to know in the resource section. Cheryl, would you consider taping your talks at your retreat by the sea? I've read all your books and Wisdom of the Enneagram, but my daughter is graduating from college that weekend. I'm so sorry, Carrie. Um, you know here's why I don't tape because the retreats are very intimate and very personal. We do a lot of um f- a lot of laughing and a lot of deep work uh, in the most beautiful way, and so the minute you start taping anything, it's natural for everybody, including myself, to start censoring or being self- conscious about what we're saying, and I want there to be complete freedom and safety and containment for the experience so. Because of that, um, I won't be able to tape them. But don't worry. You know, I find that people show up at the retreat exactly when they're supposed to, and every retreat for about 95% of the people that are, that show up becomes life changing. And um, and if this retreat goes well, if people really respond favorably to it, and we've already had a lot of registrations, so it looks like it's happening that way. That I may very well, um, as long as Russ and I enjoy teaching together, and I suspect we will, then. I imagine that um, that uh, he and I will do another one together. We'll teach again together. So um, let's see. I'm just going to look for one more, and then I'm going to bid you all good night. Let's see. Oh, thanks, Catherine. That means a lot coming from you because I feel like I'm such a student of the Enneagram. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, so all right. So Corrine just wants to know where do I find the test. So I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to include the book, the website where you can read about the history of the Enneagram. It's really quite fascinating. I'm going to include the link for the test. I'll include, as I always do, um, a link of, to Waking Up in Winter because in, in that journal I write, about, I write more about the Enneagram and how it influenced Michael and I in our marriage and um, uh, how Robert and I ended up, uh, you know, write about Robert introducing me to it. So I'll include that link, and then I'll also include the link to the retreat. Um, we've had a bunch of people register in the last two days, so I suspect there's a good chance it might sell out. So if it's something that you're interested in, you definitely want to register sooner rather than later. I never know for sure. Um, sometimes they sell out, sometimes they don't. There seems to be a lot of interest in this one, so. Um, you know, but if you're meant to be there, regardless of when you register you'll probably wind up in there so anyway, thank you all so much. I hope that this really um, just i hope you find this fascinating and I hope that it uh it it just encourages you to check out the Enneagram. I think it would be a really wonderful um, really wonderful tool for um for you to just learn more about yourself and to connect with this, the beautiful soul that you are. I mean really, ultimately I want you to be able to really see what the highest expression of you is and to be able to bring that to the world. Because the world becomes a better place when we all do that, right? <laughs> okay, thank you all for being here. Lots of love and um, have a great night.